Welcome to the Be the Adult podcast. Be the Adult is a nonprofit organization that provides blueprints for calm and effective parenting so that children can grow into their best selves. Because ultimately, we aren't raising children, we are raising little people who will one day be adults. Hello, Nancy. Hey, Marisol. How are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? I am fantastic. I have a whiteboard in my kitchen um, right next to the kitchen table, and I just wrote a note to the kids that says, all you have to do is be the best version of you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Point. And I just thought that was perfect for what we're going to be talking today on the podcast about. I love that. I absolutely love it. And um, I was going back through the Be the Adult quotes that I've written for Facebook posts and um, social media posts. And I found one that I had written about this topic that makes me smile. So I will read it after you share with the audience what we're going to be talking about, please. We are going to talk about the topic, Accept Me for Who I Am. I'm going to read from our book from the perspective of the child, just to give our audience an idea of what subject we're going to delve into. Accept me for who I am. Please see me and honor me for who I am, not for who you want me to be. Please always treat me like I am good enough for you. Why? This shows me that I am a unique individual who deserves to be appreciated for who I am by you, myself, and others. Mm. Gives me chills. Um, for me, this is one of the most important things we can do because if we don't accept our kids for who they are, we're creating shame. And shame is the not feeling good enough, which we want to avoid as much as we can. All, all of us as parents do our best and we can't avoid this totally um, because none of us are perfect for sure. But if we're aware of it, we can work hard. And thank you everyone for being here today to um, pay attention to this and learn more about it. We have an amazing guest in just a minute, but I'll share what I wrote. Um, if we don't accept our kids for who they are, we're telling them to tuck their truth away as shame. And that gets me right here um, in my throat. So, um, I, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say, like, <clears throat> shame, I like to write. I like to think of myself as a writer and the way I describe shame is it's like a layer. It's like a layer of what's uh, it's not honey. I mean, uh, molasses, it's just <laughs> thick. And it's such a hard thing to clean off of you when you have it. And, um, you know, I think it's just something that, many you know it's sort of new into the not maybe not for you or a guest who are, are therapists but for people outside it's sort of new into the lexicon with Brene Brown talking a lot about it and you know a lot of information out there but it's not something that we grew up talking about it's not like my parents ever sat me down and said I don't want you to feel shame <laughs> I might actually argue my parents were very very you know like use that as a parenting tool so <laughs> the parents out there I would just say it is something that you know you want to learn about the subject deep dive into it and try to avoid doing for your children because 
it will save them a lot of money in future therapy bills. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's a perfect time to introduce our guest. She can shed some more light onto the topic. So I want to introduce Shelly Chambers. Um, she is a therapist in Wilmington, and she's been practicing for over 20 years. She says that she loves working with individuals, families, couples, helping them to feel understood. Um, she also provides co-parenting sessions to separated and divorced couples who are having a difficult time communicating with each other um, in the best interest of their children, which that's one of the reasons Be the Adult started, right? We really wanted to take the best care of our kids as possible the, of the future. She was born in Nova Scotia, which is interesting. I'd never known that about her. She moved to North Carolina in high school and went to college and graduate school in North Carolina. And she chose to make Wilmington her home. We appreciate that very much after graduate school. She's in private practice with four other clinicians. Um, the name of their practice is called Potentials. Did I get all that right, Shelley? Absolutely. Well, yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy and Marisol. Um, I'm just so impressed with the work that you have both done and the generosity of sharing um, really your knowledge and, um, and just helping this community. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Well, I just want to say thank you. I just feel that one of the blessings I get for being a part of Be the Adult is I get to be surrounded by <laughs> all these subject experts who can help, you know, me and other parents uh -huh. be the adult. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you, Marisol. Yeah. So let's jump right in. Um, why is it important, um, Shelly, to pay attention to accepting our kids for who they are and you know, and, and a piece of that would be understanding who they are, what their temperament temperament is, kind of what they bring to the moment. Would you mind speaking about that for a bit? Oh, I'd love to. I, I think it's just so important to understand, you know, that that children aren't just many adults and they're not just many um, cookie cutters of their parents. You know, every time a child comes into the world, they have their own unique temperament, personality. Um, desires, um, interests, and it, I, I just really love, you know, when I see parents that are just open and curious as to how their, their child um, evolves and don't have a, a prescribed formula for how this child needs to be. I, I think that's one of the messages I love um, that you two have with with the, the adult, you know, is being open and accepting. I think that, um, you know, you know, being the adult is be doing our own work and being aware of what our dreams and what our hopes are for ourselves and for our children, and and that we don't um, just subconsciously put all of our stuff onto the kids. Um, I, I grew up in, in Nova Scotia and, um, and rather, I guess, probably a pretty unique uh, situation in that um, my father uh, trained racehorses. Hmm. And so that's the reason that we, we moved to the States when I was in high school. But I remember as, um, as a young child going to camp and it was, of course, horse camp. You know, and so for most kids, they'd be like, yay, it's horse camp, blah, blah, blah. 
for me, I was like, oh my God, not another horse, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so at the end of the camp, the award that I got was the best baller offer, you know? And, and so like, just to kind of, um, to be aware, you know, like just because, you know, we may be a horse family or a tennis family or a banking family or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that our kids are going to be just as excited about it or have that, that's, that's that same, um, the same gift. You know, I have two sisters and a brother, you know, I have a, a sister that's an artist. I have a, a sister who's a, a horse trainer and teacher. And then I have a brother who's a, who's a banker. (laughs) (laughs) And and so for my youngest sister, who was like, is an amazing equestrian was, you know, on the NC state, you know, equestrian team for her horse camp would be a dream. But for me, it's like, Oh, don't, don't make my feet have to leave the ground. I don't want to get up there. Um, and so I just think awareness is just so so big for parents to be able to, like you you both have talked to so much about the mindfulness, about, you know, taking a pause and just, you know, with curiosity, you know, what are some options? What is, what really is this child interested in? Um, and, and not just automatically, like, assuming that, that the kids are going to you know, prefer to do things or be like, like the parents. I, I, I would like to add on, because I think something I did, and I'll just speak for myself, when they, my children, I have three kids, and when they were younger, I, I, there was like a checklist of activities that I sort of felt, and I don't know, no one gave me this list. I don't know where <laughs> I got this list from. But it was all these like activities that it was sort of like I was checking them off the list. And that would make me a good, in my head, in my mind, that would make me a good mom. If I signed them up for Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, piano, blah, 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 you know, dance. It was, a you know, and I think a lot of us walk into that. We just, we don't, you know, we don't have a be the adult or potentials to say, you know, hey, sit back, wait, see, explore, give them. Uh, an opportunity to to grow into their interests but there is there's like this uh, I don't want to say pressure but to me it felt like a pressure like I had to these were this was the approved list of activities (laughs) well and I think there is so much pressure on parents you know parents don't want to fail their children and you know that that awful you know the reality that, you know, comparison is a thief of joy, you know, that takes a long time to really to get and to understand that we just because everybody else may be going to, to piano, to tennis, to tutoring, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that if we don't do that, 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 that we're not a good parent. Yeah. And I think especially like during like this, this pandemic, you know, everybody's been off with we have thought it was the best thing. You know, there is so much pressure to be the best parent and to to not let our kids down. Yeah, I actually felt a little bit during the <clears throat> during um, the lockdown. I it it was nice. It 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 sort of shifted the perspective for me personally. I'm speaking for myself. Where 
that busyness was gone, that after mm-hmm. busyness. And it was lovely. It was, it, I mean, it was, it was a lovely, it made me reframe like, really, what is important? For I think another, another piece absolutely is my experience has been a lot of parents pressure. And I, I know going through this myself when my kids were younger, um, based on my fear, my anxiety that if I don't introduce my children to all of these activities, um, they won't be these well-rounded adults, whatever, whatever that means to parents, mm-hmm. and they won't be able to be their best selves when they're older. Um, so it was kind of a fear based of like, how do I try to control that and make that happen, which is a, a, absolutely comes from a, from a good place. And I think one of the impacts of that, um, not only on ourselves, like kind of running around stressed out, trying to get our kids to all these activities, you know, the, there's the impact of the family dinners mm-hmm. suffer, the, the time that a child has to just be, to Absolutely. be bored, to say, okay, what, what can I do to entertain myself? How can I tap into my creativity um, and just kind of have that space to um, be with myself? So, yeah. Um, go ahead, Shelly. Oh, no, I think that's an excellent, excellent point. Um, yeah. yeah. So what else do you see as the impact on kids when parents, um, and again, we just want to reiterate every podcast, we're all doing our best. So yes. I, I don't want to communicate any shame to parents. Like, so, so just know that we're all doing our best. Our, our hearts are pure and, and we're just parenting the way we were parented unless we, you know, make a conscious effort to increase our awareness and change. So what do you see Shelly as, as some more impact um, or consequences of us not accepting our kids for who they are or the opposite of, of the benefits of accepting our kids for who they are on, on children? Um, well, I think that accepting kids who they are, you know, then they have a feeling of wor- worthiness. And when we, we don't accept them who they, for who they are, then, of course, like Marisol said, you know, there's that great shame, you know, um, and I think, you know, just that attunement, you know, that parents and, and kids have to be able to be be loved unconditionally is the key. And obviously your audience is is already are already amazing humans and 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 parents, you know, to even be interested in, in such a you know a podcast. Um, and I think, you know, temperament just has a great um great piece to play, you know, and that, um, you know, some of us like me, I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert, you know, whereas I have, you know, a sibling who's an extrovert um, and that we, we give the space, you know, to, to, to follow the lead of the temperament of the child. And I had, I was out at the, the beach yesterday having a, a small celebration for a birthday and, um, with the family I was with, they have two, two girls, just both, both amazing, you know, human beings, their um, family, their extended family is in Indiana. And um, the oldest one, you know, is the, the more extroverted. And she's like, we have so many relatives, you know? And then the second one is like, we have so many relatives. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You're just like, don't overwhelm me with all of this. <laughs> You know, and, and I think that, 
you know, historically, I think that this generation is much better. But, you know, when I was a kid, there definitely, you know, was that kind of push to please the adults, like sit on somebody's lap or go, you know, go give somebody a hug. And um, it's crazy that we were, I I think of that now and mm -hmm. it's how uncomfortable that was and how often that was put up, like, give a kiss, you know, to a stranger. Um, oh, I totally agree, Marisol. Yeah. Yeah. So Shelly, how would you um, suggest that parents try to honor our children's individuality and their uniqueness? Um, do you have some, some tips for parents how to yeah. do Well, I think just having like an attitude of, of curiosity and, um, and just being able to sit and be open and, um, and to even talk to, you know, our kids about what, you know, do you like? You know, when we when we go see people, do you need? It's okay to take a minute. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, preparing for new situations and um, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? What do, what do you need? And you know, present, right? Being present to have you know in the moment. If you're present, you're paying attention to how your kids are communicating. How they're truly, truly. I have a question for you, Shelley. Um, you sort of touched on it earlier, but can you discuss how it's important for us as adults to work on accepting ourselves? Because mm -hmm. we talk a lot on Be the Adult about how we model for our children. So I know I've had to do a lot of work for myself on accepting things for myself, um, but that might not be something that we think that we need to do. Well, I think that's key. And, and I think that even, you know, we, we don't just turn 21 and then it's done, you know, then we're grown, <laughs> you know, I think having like embracing, like that we're all works in, in progress and that, you know, through children and through all of our relationships, that that's opportunities for more growth you know, to become even more aware of our blinders or our biases or our dreams and our preferences, our expectations, and, you know, to, to be open to, to continuing to grow. You know, we may have a child like, um, you know, for me, I might think, oh, you know, because, um, you know, my parents worked all the time. I'm just going to travel with my children and we're going to go here and here and here. And, and that might be my own dream, you know, based on maybe what I didn't get as a kid thinking, well, this, if I do the opposite, that's going to be, that's going to be better. And that's going to be what my kid needs. And it's, and, and so I think just being open to like, what's going on with me that I think that this is going to be better for my kids. And it's not a judgment. It's just, you know, we're always hopefully growing and, and being curious about also our own preferences, our own dreams, you know, grief and loss too. You know, I think that a lot, you know, every, every human being, you know, has, has so many options for preferences, you know, I think whether, you know, politically, um, friend-wise, interests, you know, even you know, working a lot with, with teenagers now and tweens, 
you know, there's a lot more openness and early earlier for, you know, not being, you know, having preferences of, um, you know, being, being straight, you know, there's more openness and more conversation early about being bi or pan or trans. And those weren't terms that I heard when I was 12, you know, or for me, 20 or 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just and had so, a conversation yeah. with my, my 18 year old daughter. She visited a friend and she was using uh, the they them pronoun mm-hmm. for her friend. And I was trying to, I, I was trying to engage in the conversation and I kept tripping myself up in on the pronouns. Right. Yeah. I, you know, she got a little frustrated with me and I said, you have to understand this is new for me. It, my mm-hmm. intention is I'm not, I'm trying to learn it, but it's. it's Absolutely. <laughs> so times are definitely changing quickly, aren't they? Yeah. And I think just like, like you explained it so perfectly, you know, that, that you communicated with your daughter, like, this is new for me. I'm trying my best. I really want to understand but you know what? I'm going to mess up. And I just want, I want some grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to judge. This is just new. And I, and I think like, especially parents, even, you know, very, very open-minded parents, you know, when it comes to their own children, you know, maybe identifying as, as, as bi or trans or pan, you know, just being open to their own, sense of loss or grief like that, you know, maybe there was a dream that their child would marry and have kids and they'd be a grandparent, you know, and it's not that that's wrong, you know, it's, it's just be open to whatever is happening in your body and your mind and be able to, to work on it and, um, and, and to be forgiving of yourself too. Um, You know, that, that we're all, works in progress. We aren't born knowing everything that's, that wouldn't be a human being if we were, you know, we're, we're here to grow and, um, you know, to be able to communicate and to ask for, you know, ask for information to grow. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think the communication, if it's, that's, that's just a sign of a healthy, healthy home. Yeah, I, I love that you're focused on that. A lot of parents will say, well, how do I know, <laughs> right? right? And I say, um, ask your child, say, hey, just be authentic and say, hey, I love to play tennis or I love to watch you play soccer, but what's it like for you? What's Absolutely. your experience? How do you feel when you're on that soccer field? How do you feel when you're um, riding your bike? How do you feel like what what feeds you? And so Mm -hmm. just the process I found of, even with my own kids, of like you had said, Shelly, being curious communicates to them that I want to accept them for who they are and that they can be vulnerable with me to share who they are, to to allow me to see them Mm -hmm. um, for their likes or dislikes. And they just have to feel safe that when they share that with me, I'm going to receive it open-heartedly. Absolutely. Value in the process of just even asking and being curious, like you mentioned, I I love that. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, I have a a follow-up to the question about accept, like the parents 
accepting themselves? Like, what are some questions we would, because that might be a new concept to a lot of people. They might tune in and be like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to accept my kids, but mm-hmm. they, you know, they won't have the, the thought that maybe they need to do some accepting of themselves. Right. For me, that was a huge blind spot. I was like, I love, I thought I, <laughs> I accept myself. I love myself. And then like, oh, here's a big bag of issues I needed to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if that's one thing we can count on is that life is going to throw us nice, you know, growth opportunities when we really aren't, don't want them. <laughs> you know? We're not looking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. So what are some questions that a, a person listening is like, wait, how, how do I know if I'm accepting myself? What are some like things that they can, you know, journal or, or work through mm-hmm. for themselves? Well, I think just listening, noticing like when we're hard on ourselves, you know, like I think, you know, I have red hair. Okay. So if I had a child with red hair, I would want to make sure I wasn't like, oh, if I, if I only was a blonde or, <laughs> you know, because we kind of, we, we, that kind of those messages we pass down. And so just being able to notice like, wow, you know, I am kind of being hard on myself. And then there's also ears that are around here that are like, wow, maybe they're judging themselves too. Um I hear it a lot with uh, with women how they speak about themselves. I, I mean, oh yes, mm-hmm. I, my friends. I'm constantly in the, in the last few years. I'm constantly like, no, you can't say that about yourself. Like they'll say, like I wouldn't speak of you this way. How are you going to speak of yourself this way? Like I'm fat, or I'm you know this, or I'm that, and. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like almost a pandemic I feel of, of women just beating themselves up from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed right and I, I'm not trying to be gender specific I don't know what it's like to be a man maybe men do that too but mm-hmm. for women I I do feel like that inner dialogue is super tough on on themselves like oh talk. I I agree yeah, well, we, we get that from our parents, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who got it from their parents, who got it from their parents, right? And so for me, it's when I have the awareness that I've taken out my bat and beaten myself up or I'm about to, it's that awareness part. I'm like, all right, Nancy, you have a choice here. If you beat yourself up or that you just did, how is that for you? Does that feel good? No. Well, if it right? doesn't feel good, what's that about? And then I try to reframe if I can, kind of mm-hmm. that thought that I'm having. Um, and then I'm aware the ones that it's uh, appropriate to share with my children. Um, mm-hmm. We have to make sure what we're saying is age and developmentally appropriate always. But right. it's like, would it benefit my child for them to be aware of my thought process and how I caught myself being not so nice to myself and then what I did about it so I can teach them how to do the same thing. Right. And I think as a therapist and and kind of knowing that cognitive triangle, you know, (laughs) that, you know, what we say to ourselves impacts how we feel about ourselves, and that the only thing that where we have control is what we say to ourselves. And and I think it's nice, like, that we do spread that to our friends. And, you know, Marisol, you saying that you notice your friends when they're hard on themselves, 
and 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 try to offer your perspective of how you see them. Um, because sometimes we don't know that we have choices and and how we review ourselves. Um, and just to offer like, well, I see you this way. And it may be the first time that that person actually heard anybody say that. And, and also, it's easier for me to spot it in other people than it is for myself. Absolutely. You know, my mm -hmm. inner dialogue is, I know or I'm trying not to curse. She's not a very nice <laughs> <laughs> boy. Uh -huh. And I, it is a every single morning a battle to wrangle in that voice for me, you know, mm -hmm. personally. So, you know, accepting oneself, I think part of that dialogue, part of that conversation is learning what you're saying to yourself subconsciously, because mm -hmm. it plays a role. It just, you know, it plays a role in what you're doing and how you're showing up. Yeah. L language is such, so important, how we word things and how we feel about ourselves. And, you know, just small things, like if you're late, like, I'm so sorry to keep you waiting. I'm horrible, blah, blah, blah. To be like, ah, oh, thank you for your kindness and, and your patience. And it just totally changes how we feel. And, you know, whether we can, we can handle the day or not. And I think, like, just as we're talking, it, it's just becoming clear, like, to be able to talk and to share, like, our truths, you know, and... And not to, to feel like we can't do that. Like, what will you think about me if I tell you this? You know, like, I just think like the, the comfort in having somebody to talk to and be like, wow, I get up every morning and this is what I do. And, oh, you know, and for someone to say, well, yeah, well, it's hard. It's, it's, I do that too. Um, and I, I think that so many of us, like, um, just, feel like maybe inadequate, maybe we're not good enough, and then we don't share, and then we don't find out that everyone else is struggling too. Mm -hmm. um, and so to have the courage to like talk to a friend and trust that what you say is safe and that that could actually help somebody else. I love yeah, that. I, I think so many people out there, everyone, everyone could use just positive words and affirmations to help them out every you know I don't I don't know anyone who has it all together <laughs> no we're not supposed to <laughs> yeah and that's the beauty because if we believe we have it all together then for me it would mean I would stop growing which right I, I hope I always grow I'm going to pick up on that word you said of affirmations Marisol because um we need to retrain our brain right so if that's the beautiful thing about our brains is that we can retrain them if we mm -hmm. have the awareness and then put the effort in the practice, just like learning a new language, right? So in the morning, when we look in the mirror and some of those negative thoughts start, we can say, okay, I'm going to list three or four positive statements about myself. Um, and I'm going to say them out loud. It's a little vulnerable to look in the mirror and say them out loud, but then we can get used to that. It becomes a habit. And then the hope is eventually our brain will more naturally go to the positive, down that positive pathway. And then teaching that to our children too. So while they can rely on us to help them feel better about themselves, they can learn to, you know, feel empowered to help themselves um, feel even better about themselves, which to me would be a cool thing to pass. 
Can I, can I just add that? Um, so I do that in the mornings. I have it's. I'll show you, Nancy and Shelley on the Zoom. <laughs> I have on my mirror my November mantra. So every month I come up with new that oh. I'll repeat. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. To myself. So my first one. I don't. I mean, um, I, I want to say two things before I read them. First is I understand that vulnerability part because. Like if someone was coming into my house or cleaning or a friend was in, in the beginning years ago, I would hide those. I would uh -huh. put it in the closet because I didn't want people to like make fun of me. Right. Now I don't care. <laughs> 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 but so these are my mantras. So for November I have, I am 100% worthy, whole and complete. I'm open to receiving my highest good, expect a positive outcome, be hopeful and encouraging. Oh, and that's so beautiful. Myself, and I do it every morning. I have an accountability partner um, who actually is a man. And when I tell him that I'm beating myself up in the head because I haven't, you know, gotten out of bed to start my morning routine, does not understand that. <laughs> 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 but I get out and I do a couple stretches and I repeat that to myself. And I, I mean, it sounds, I'm going to say, you know, it sounds woo woo and silly and it changed my life because it you know the voice in my head is very tough says mm -hmm. really literally the first thought is what is wrong with you that's mm -hmm. what I wake up to every morning I wake up to the idea of what is wrong with you something that came from my childhood addressed it therapy yeah we're good <laughs> but we all have schemas and and that you're just really being deliberate about, you know, changing, you know, that message, you know, and there's so much research, the power of that, you know, that we can, um, you know, change those neural pathways. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's so important. I mean, and I think that's awesome that you value your, yourself and love yourself enough to put in the effort. And yeah, and my kids see, and you know, my kid. I will be honest. My kids have made fun of it in the past. That's not, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> but I, I've seen some in the rooms. You know, some notes that they've made for themselves. But it's something I need. It's a tool I use in my life, and I, I, I've come to love it. It's on, on all my mirrors and on my doors. I have like things to say to myself, like, don't talk bad about myself. Don't mm -hmm. you know, self love. Like I just have to be my own best friend. I yes. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love it. So I guess um, to, to kind of tie this all together, it, it sounds like we're all saying that some similar things is that we do our best as parents to create this wholehearted acceptance of our children's uniqueness of what they bring into the world. Right. That sounds great. Right. <laughs> but hard, hard to do. Um, and that we show our children our struggle to do that, but in showing them our struggle, there's so much value in that because they're like, wow, I'm good enough for mom to really want to know me. Right. Um, and then we pay attention or along the way, we pay attention to how we get in our own way and mm -hmm. how we get in their way. Right. Of, um, wow, well, this is where I get stuck within me and, and I'm aware of that. It doesn't feel good. I'm going to try to change it. And in doing so, we hopefully can teach our children to do the same. So the things that we're inadvertently <laughs> unaware that we're passing on, that's not so beautiful that they can say, oh, well, yeah, I got that. 
from my mom or dad or both or whomever society, but I can work to change it, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a, a beautiful skill to have. Um, is there anything that that um, you wanted to share, Shelly, that we haven't talked about that you'd like to offer? Oh, I, I just think the forgiveness part too, you know, that we're all human. We're all going to, we're all going to look, you know, have, have moments where, where we're going to say, Oh, I wish I had handled that differently. I wish I had worded it differently. And, and that's okay. And, and that we can go and, and we can, we can be honest and vulnerable and just say, you know what? My tank was empty. I really wish I had said that differently or behaved differently. Um, I'm going to, this is, this is my intent moving forward. Um, and, and just having, you know, that, um, that truth, that, that excellent, you know, communication that both of you talk about um, being real and not needing our kids or, you know, to see us as perfect um, because then, then we're a little unreachable. <laughs> I love that. And um, thank you for bringing up forgiveness. That's such an important part. And, and then to me, what you described is exactly what we'd want our children to do when, when they screw up, right? Right. Something not so nice or do something um, mm-hmm. that they wish they hadn't. We're, we're teaching them how to um, move forward from that. Right, right. No, but I, um, you know, I, I admire both of you so much for all the work that you do and, and, and the spirit of, of your book and all of the um, efforts that you do with the nonprofit, with the face masks. And I think that, you know, you're, you're an example to, to all of us and just so grateful you're here. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for welcome. Thank you so much. I you just feel this huge warmth. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm so appreciating our time together and Marisol again. I love every time I'm going to say it, just the, the perspective you bring to the podcast is so valuable. So thank you always. I get to hang out with therapists, which is the <laughs> <laughs> it's nice hanging out with therapists and yogis and human beings. And Shelley, you're so well respected in the community, Shelly. And I, I'm just so glad we have this time together. Um, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, I, I really hear wonderful things about your work and the what you're doing for our community and, and helping children. Thank Be- you so much. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shelly, Nancy, and thank you to our listeners for joining us on another episode of Be the Adult. As mentioned, we are a nonprofit, so we would love your support. Please make sure to sign up for our newsletter. We have a merchandise store that will be online for the holidays, so you can support us by purchasing some merchandise, as well as donations. <laughs> so please go to our website at www.betheadult.org and learn more information. Thank you. Share, like, and subscribe.